I supposed to be the franchise player and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We're talking about practice. Yes. Not a game, not a game. Not a game. Slap that place you scored 30. What are we even talking about, man? We talking about sports here. Cheers. Welcome back to We Talking About Sports. This is a recorded okay. episode, not our normal lives, but you know how it is. Thursday nights we record, and by Friday morning we're out. We had a UFC this past weekend. One of the best boxers in the UFC, Max Holloway versus... Yair Rodriguez, and as you know, one hell of a fight, man. Max turned into a little bit of a Khabib. Took down Yair three times when you know Max likes to stand up. Roland, who's the best boxer in the UFC? Shoot, the best boxer in the UFC, you know, typically I would side with Max because, again, I'm a big Max homer. I'm a big Max fan here. I was excited watching the fight. I was saying when we were talking about UFC um, last week that, with Max, I always kind of get nervous before his fights because I, I root for the guy so hard. I want to see him do good. But the best boxer in the UFC right now, to me, has got to be Peter Young. Um, I think he has a good defense, and it's nothing flashy, but he hits you with straight punches, and he connects. And when he connects, you feel it. And he, he takes clean, crisp shots, and he has a good good defense with a good high guard. So I'm just based on I like what I see, answer. I like Peter Young a lot. I like Peter Young Ben, who's the best boxer in the UFC? The Diaz brothers. Who the fuck else, bro? What type of question <laughs> is this? Nate Diaz is the best boxer in the UFC. It's just that they always take his ass down. Uh, but nah, man, hell of a fight this Saturday. You could say maybe arguably Max, like you said, calls himself the best boxer. You could say the best boxer against the best kickboxer because I think Yair Rodriguez' went stock hard. went way up. It went way, way up. Yes, sir. I mean, even Dana White, somebody who hasn't been – his biggest fan in the past uh, was there stroking him off in the post-fight presser, you know, pretty much saying both guys' socks went up. Yair Rodriguez, now we could see why people do avoid fighting him if, you know, his claims were true. There's always these claims with these guys that are unorthodox, throw these crazy stuff, or with wrestlers like Islam Makachev. And we had heard Yair Rodriguez say that not a lot of people were taking fights against him. Um, Max Holloway took this fight and – you know, the odds were five, six to one in favor of Max Holloway. That was a two to one fight at most, bro. I saw minus I'm, 750. Yeah. yeah. I know after the fact, but I mean, it was a hell of a fight. I think that Max, the takedowns were just to secure rounds. I don't think that he was in, in any type of danger or trouble, but I think that the stand up, I mean, for the most part, I thought it was pretty even. You know, Yair mm-hmm. Rodriguez showed a bunch of pictures of his ankle, you know, all swelled up after, but. You know, for him, he stayed committed to those leg kicks, and it made Max switch stances. It made Max shoot takedowns. Um, but you know, Max has a hell of a poker face because he kept he kept eating those leg kicks. I mean, it's it's crazy that that wasn't pay per view. It's crazy that that was on ESPN yeah. Plus. Um, that that one fight made the whole card. Hell of a Saturday, and that kicked it off. Man, help me with this MMA history. Was Yair Rodriguez cut at some point? Yeah, I don't know why was. I remember something around that, that he got cut and re-signed right away. Yeah, he got cut. I mean, the guy hadn't fought in two years, so he sporadically gets in there. But it was when he was supposed to fight that um, uh, that other guy, man, that other Russian dude who was in that division and, and retired. 
Sharapov or what was it? Uh, Magomed Sharapov, yeah. Yeah, him. Um, right. it, it was when they were supposed to fight, and nobody wanted to fight either of those guys. I think Sharapov had just beat Calvin Cater, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but, yeah, they were supposed to fight. He ended up not wanting to take the fight, and that's when Dana White cut him. Like I said, Dana wasn't a big fan of the guy. Um, but, yeah, he could be a moneymaker. Just got to get him in there two to three times a year. You know, mm -hmm. he, he went through that war, and who knows how long it's going to take him to recover, man. That was, those were better gossips. Yeah, so I know um, the current featherweight champ, uh, his name is looting me right now, but he said that he doesn't believe Volkanovski. Max can take – Volkanovski. He doesn't believe that Max can take those shots much longer, that his chin will fade from being in those type of wars. Do you think that's possible with Max? Ron, what do you think? I think Justin didn't ask me who I thought the – I was going to get to you. I was going to get to you. No, I'm fucking, I'm fucking with you. No, uh, Dustin Poirier. I, 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 I don't like answer. the guy. I don't care for the guy. He, he's beaten McGregor, and I think he's – I didn't like him because he fought a local guy. Um, uh, who's Luke's trainer? Ben? Yeah, he fought Diego Ferreira. Yeah, he fought Diego Ferreira. And that I was like that Diego, Yeah, it was like it was Diego Ferreira's like first like if he makes it, he fucking makes it, bro. You know, I mean he was fighting Poirier and look where Poirier's at now. So right. he lost, right? Diego loses. So for ever since then, I've just I've not liked Dustin Poirier. But as a boxer, bro, like his yeah, hands are his hands are fucking his hands are solid. I mean, he's a bigger yeah, guy. He can knock people out. Look at what he did to McGregor. So uh boxing wise, I think that helped him a lot you know, get to the top. So he's a, and, he, he's a good boxer. And man. he has a win over Max Holloway as well, too, standing up. With so, a lot of power, bro. Yeah, with yeah. a lot of power. That's a good answer. Yeah, I like that answer. That fight was at 145, right? That wasn't a 155 fight. It was at 155. It's when uh, Khabib had to pull out, I think, in, or Max. No, Max went in on Max short notice in. for somebody. Yeah. And coming from somebody who's like, I've been super busy. I didn't, I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't watch the Max fight, even though it was free. I just, I didn't, I didn't watch it. Who do you guys think won the fight, or was it clear enough? Like, I thought Max were the judges Max right? Won. It was challenging though. It was challenging. You could tell Max was having trouble picking his shots at points just because of how um, unorthodox uh, Yair said is. He took some heavy shots. Yeah, and that's getting back to Justin's point about you know Volkanovski saying that uh, Max Holloway can't be taking any more shots like that or for much longer. But the crazy thing is. He, he's going to fight Volkanovski next. If he doesn't win, if he loses for a third time against Volkanovski, albeit maybe we think they're one and one, you know, off the record officially. Oh. You could say oh. two and oh. But the thing is, Max Holloway, his only move, if he does lose his next fight, is to move up to 155. Because what are you going to stay and do at 145? Everything's been done. And the shots are going to come harder. And it's going to be a lot more shots. The guys are bigger. But that's where the fight against McGregor, the rematch, possibly could be at 155. So for Volkanovski's point, I think that he needs to shut up about that because it's not like if he's landing shots, you know, to, yeah, put, Dents, yeah. to put Dents in Holloway's career. He's out there uh, kickboxing and point fighting Holloway to victory. So, yeah, uh, leave that shit to the guys who are actually banging Volkanovski, not fucking point fighting. <laughs> that's true. That's there a good go. point. That's a very good point. I mean, he is – 2-0, I mean, on the record against Max, but, um, to, you know, answer the question about his chin fading, I mean, at some point, I mean, it does go, right? I mean, you, you would think that it would happen. I thought it might have happened after that Poirier fight because 
And that's what kind of scares me about him moving up to 155 is because we've already had a glimpse of him at 155, and that was against Poirier. And you can tell can you that imagine he's Gaethje, him and Gaethje fighting, bro? Can you imagine that? The, I'm, my God. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm saying. He, you could tell that he was clearly overpowered by Poirier. Granted, he put Poirier in some spots too. Right. I mean, Max is – he's a Hall of Fame fighter. Because of his output. He's always yeah. going to be right in front of you. And then yeah. to that point, like, Yair didn't even drop him once. You know what I mean? Nah. Um, it was a clear win. the shot at 145. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. At 145. It, it was a clear win for, for Holloway. And just, I mean, to close on this, unless you have anything else, just – but pretty much Holloway, what's next for him is Volkanovski, right? That's the only thing that makes sense. And at 145, that's the only thing that will make sense for him. Of course, the short list, if McGregor calls – you take the McGregor fight over yeah. Volkanovski because yeah. it's money. Yeah, you pull the fucking George Montvidal and pull out with the fucking <laughs> exactly whatever stupid injury. With the doctor's note, because you just take <laughs> the doctor's note from yeah. the that, first that aid you, spot at every corner. And that's, is it? Is it the same doctor that gave a uh, uh, Boomin his his vaccine card or no? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's the same agent that's helping that happen. <laughs> That's hey. funny. That, that broke today. Let's get into some NFL this week, though. Uh, let's talk about the game of the week. Uh, Chiefs and Cowboys. NFL game of the week. This is a 3 o'clock game. Damn, Guys, why yeah. is this not on primetime? Why have they not flexed this to Sunday night? I thought it was Sunday night. Shit. It's 325 the, right now. The, Hopefully the it gets flexed game. to Sunday night. Who I is the Sunday nighter? It's too late in the week to flex it at this point, but I actually thought that it was a Sunday night game, to be honest. I, I, I had it remembered, but right now it is evading uh, me who the Sunday it. night game is. It's a it. new Pittsburgh, Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah. Steelers and Chargers. Yeah, uh, in, in, in LA. I don't think they yeah. start flexing games until late in the season. Yeah, they don't. Yeah. yeah. But well, well, at least it's, it's, at already it's week 11, though. How much later? It's past the midpoint. This oh, yeah, that's true. about there. It's in uh, Kansas City, so that means we get the Tony Romo calling the game too, right? Nice. CBS. Yeah. And fuck it. I mean, even though it's not primetime, at least it's at three. You know, wake yeah, up fucking exactly. wake up from the cruda and then go get your michilada and, you know, either start barbecuing or just get some badass Mexican tacos and kick back and watch the game, bro. Huge game with huge implications for both teams. For both teams. Let's get into that a little bit. Uh, Dak and Pat both ranked top five in pass yards per game and touchdowns. Guys, going into this game, who would you rather have, yeah. Dak Prescott or Patrick Mahomes on Sunday? Give me Dak. And I want Ben first because I know he's not on our side. No, you, don't, you don't want me because right before we went on, I got here late because I, I got here late from getting a haircut. But you said, hey, Ben, do you want to run through the slides before we start? And I was like, no, nah, let's, let's just run it. Thank God, because I would have made you delete this bullshit, Justin. Yeah, <laughs> you are, out of, your, you are out of your mind, bro. I mean, I get the Dak love, the numbers are there and everything, but we're talking about Patrick Mahomes, bro. I get – listen, y'all can go with your guy, go with Dak. Why wouldn't you? You're having a great season. He's playing well. Uh, you won without him, to be honest, uh, too. So this is a no-brainer, Patrick Mahomes, but – you know, now we can get on with the Cowboy Fest as part of the podcast. <laughs> well, before we do, I want I want to hear a reason though. Is it Patrick Mahomes because his ceiling's higher? Is Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes has had a better season this far. 
his accomplishments. accomplishments. It's his talent. It's everything. Okay, I mean, okay, like, watch. So we already know what side you're on. Look, look, we already know what side you're on there. I, I would like to. I would like it's, I would, there we go, Roland. Let me hear it. Let me hear it. Done, what have you done for me lately? And that's what I mean, we're talking about here. And that's what we're talking touchdowns. about. Going into this Sunday, what guy would you have? And I'd rather have Dak. I, I, I like his weapons. He's already he's become accustomed to these guys. He's heating up with CD Lamb. I mean, he's shown that he's probably one of the best quarterbacks against the Blitz, probably per uh, stats, everything else. He got he's he got Zeke back there picking it up. Blitz. Um, he, he's got Zeke in that running game. Just, I mean, if you want to go off of the accomplishments of Patrick Mahomes, I'll give you that. I mean, I'm not going to argue that. Argue Bam, Tyreek Hill's better than anything and, you yeah, got. Yeah, sure. But Travis Kelsey's better than everything you got. All that they got. Travis Kelsey's been struggling a little bit this year. They got back. No. They got back on. They got back onto it last week. But we've already in. talked about. We've already talked about. Uh, the blueprint to stopping the Kansas City Chiefs or the supposed blueprint that's out there. They didn't they didn't see that last week against the Chiefs. The Chiefs played them straight up. I mean the Chiefs, the, the Raiders played them straight up, played them man to man, no safety over the top. And what happened? Uh Kelsey and Tyreek Hill, they ate. They ate and they ate and they ate. Of course, they had a little throwback game. But what we've seen thus far is the the Chiefs offense is struggling a little bit. And then when you put into the equation the fact that they have the worst defense in the nfl they're gonna be from behind so give me Dak in this situation i think he's gonna have a better situation to deal with he's playing fine football right now not not making a lot of mistakes right now i can go back to the bad games that patrick mahomes has had this year you said what have you done fine. for me lately and this was a yeah, and what happened last week what happened last week against the falcons what happened last week i can talk about two weeks ago for the for the Chiefs too, but they never got shut up. Okay, well, we want to go and nitpick like that. That's fine, but it's not a no-brainer like you like to call it. And this is not Cowboys love. It's just looking at the numbers and looking what's what's going on in front of me. I like That's it, Roll, uh, Ron. Who are you starting? Who do you want to go with on Sunday? Get then we'll mas. give Dan a chance for Get mas. Dak, bro, look, the only reason – y'all were planning off camera. No, it was not. <laughs> I, I told mean, you. You could review them. Just look at – just look at the way that the teams are playing, bro. Don't don't take a look at the quarterbacks. How are the Chiefs playing? I mean, yes, they're 6-4. and four. Uh, They started off bad, but, like, as a team, not just Mahomes, everybody's struggling. The running game's kind of there, not there. Um, you know, their passing game isn't this explosive offense like we have been seeing. And like J uh, Roland said, the defensive coordinators are getting used to what they're doing. With the Cowboys, we're we're actually ascending. You know, we've had a shitty year. We've had a shitty year last year. We didn't have Dak. The year before that was crap too. So we're the team that's on the rise. So just not talking about quarterbacks, I would go with the quarterback whose team is on the rise and – not with the quarterback whose team is kind of a little unpredictable this year. So, I mean, to, that's not sounding biased. That's just being truthful to where the season has been going. What I would like to hear is Ben's reaction to the, the question number two is who needs to make a bigger statement, Dak or Mahomes? Because we both agree, uh, me and, uh, you know, Roland here as Cowboy fans, 
that I would think Dak would need to make the bigger yeah, statement. I, I think the, the bigger the bigger question is who what team needs to make the bigger statement. Is it the the Cowboys or is it the Chiefs? I, I think that's the bigger question. Ron Ron's been hanging out in Alton too much. City on the rise, <laughs> team go. on the rise, Calma City on the, on the rise, city on the grow, whatever it's called. <laughs> Guys, what's the spread for the game? Two and a half. For whom? For the Chiefs. Oh, okay. Okay, so at least I'm on Vegas' side. Y'all can fanboy and homer on the Cowboys all y'all want that they're the better team, they're this, they're that. Like the weapons, they don't match up. Dak has never won the Dak, they don't match up, bro. Tyreek and Kelsey are just head head and heels above what the best that the Cowboys have to offer. I mean, you're CD Lamb, a second year guy. You're gonna put him up there with Tyreek Hill. Fine, you go ahead and do that. Yeah, but That's the offenses aren't playing each other. You have the Cowboys I, Ron, against the good, Chiefs. Good point, Ron. Good point. I want to I hear mean, more come about on, that. Like, going up against fuck? a 32nd like, ranked defense. Right. Like, you're telling me the Chiefs are going to stop what the Cowboys hey, are going out I, there? I saw Teddy Bridgewater put a 40, so I don't know what the fuck Mahomes is going to do to y'all. He might put up 60. He's coming off five uh, touchdowns and 400 yards. Five touchdowns and 400 yards last that's a, that's a week. I'm going to need more than the one game, Ben. I, I, you, just one game, that's not enough. What, what one game? You're just, you, you keep alluding just to the Denver game, but we have a season a, a, a season of proof. We, we were just on here a week ago, and y'all were like, we got shut out by the damn Broncos. You were disgusted, and now you win one game. You win one game. We also said that every, every team has had a stinker or two this year. The Chiefs have had more than one stinker. They've had yeah, Ben, you got to talk about a season of proof here. We're not just to one who? game, though. To who? To the Bills. They've had their stinkers to good teams, to the Chiefs, to the Bills, the teams at the top, not the Denver Broncos and Teddy Bridgewater, mm. who went and got know. smacked by the Philadelphia I mean, Eagles. They were down this week. to the they were down to the Redskins at half. They only bit in that game. They That's they beat the Eagles forty-two to thirty. That was a, okay. I mean, I don't know about that. They beat and then them. they lost to the Chargers too. They're six and four. I don't know what we're arguing right. about here. You sound crazy. We can. They have the toughest hey, schedule. They have the toughest schedule in the NFL. The no, Cowboys have one of the play, easiest you schedules. You can only play who's in front of you. I mean, I, I, hey, that's Chiefs, why they're, look, the that's Chiefs, why they're going to play the this Chiefs week. But the, the thing Giants, is, they played the Washington football team. They played the Eagles. Your division. So your division. Uh, the mean, teams you play six right times, there. right? The six. Right the six games you get. They Cowboys, barely, they point. barely got the by. They barely the got by the Giants. The they barely the got by the Giants. Twenty seventeen. The they beat the Patriots in Foxborough. Your boy Mac Jones. They they held on against Tampa Bay in the first game of the season. Everybody thought they were going to get the Bulls. Rock thirty one. Two point loss. It wasn't like we're that far away. Participation awards. All right. Um, they're to, seven to, and, or they're seven and two. I don't know. What to we're to answer about your point, two. Justin, I do think that this is on the Cowboys, similar to the how it was for the Bills. The Bills had never beaten the Chiefs. You got to get over that hump. You got to, you know, climb that step on that ladder, and that's what it would be for the Cowboys. If the Cowboys beat the Chiefs, all the talk is going to be about how legit the Cowboys are. How Dak beat Mahomes. I'll come back and look like a fucking clown. That's fine. But the thing is, yes, this is a game where the Cowboys need to win, and they are dogs. To if they win this game, they might be number one in everybody's power rankings. Now. On the road, you have yeah. to win games and, on the road, and that's how I'm saying. If they win, they might be number one in the power rankings. Now. So if you're gonna put any futures right now on Cowboys to win the NFC or Cowboys to win the Super Bowl or to get the buy or whatever the fuck, do it now because if they beat KC, all those lines are just gonna drop. Stupid. That is true.
and yeah. Jack sitting at like fourth place in MVP. That's another line that would shoot up. There you go. Just See? to talk a little bit more about this about game, game. better but chance at reaching the Super Bowl. The Cowboys I, are the Chiefs. I just want to go back. To hold the, hold on, Justin. Roland's not done. No, no, no. Roland. Because I said even before I got into the, the Dak and Mahomes second question, because I think that question is not the real question. I think it's the teams. It's who needs it. And Ben was talking about the Cowboys becoming number one in the power rankings potentially if they beat uh, the Chiefs this week. So the question here for me, I would answer it saying I think the Chiefs need this win more because I think this would be a statement win for the Chiefs. I think the Cowboys have shown that they're legit already. We're questioning right now whether or not the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be true AFC championship contenders because the way that they're playing right now, I wouldn't put them there right now. If the Chiefs win, I think we put some of those questions to bed and we're saying, hey, the Chiefs are turning the corner because prior to last week against the Raiders, who played the least two – too high safety in the league. We were talking about what's wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs offense. And lost their coach what's and their, wrong with their, and their receiver almost offense. killed somebody. That, those were the headlines. No, the receiver did kill someone. The headlines oh, yeah. I think the Chiefs, this is a big game for them. They're at home. They need to win the game. They need to show everybody that they're still the Kansas City Chiefs of old and that those weapons that they have are still good enough to whoop everybody and that they can go out there and, and do what they do. I kind of I believe the Chiefs do need to make the bigger statement, Roland. I agree. Uh, that, okay, okay. Why? Why? Why, Justin? Because for all the reasons Roland just said, this okay. is the turning point for them. This is the inflection. Are they the real team or are they the bad team we saw them at? And that's why they have that six and what six and four record or six and three? Oh, yeah, six and four. Six and four. All right, so I'm gonna have to disagree with you guys though, as fellow cowboy fans, because I think it's a bigger statement for the Cowboys to win the game because we have people like Ben up here that are saying they're a great team, but they're not there. They're not elite. It's the Cowboys of, you know, their signature win. Yeah, they don't have the signature wins. They have a good. Bucks would have been it also if they had beat the Bucks. I mean, they beat the signature win. Of course. And as Cowboy fans, we know we have. Why do you think we're eight and eight? Because we can never get those two, three extra wins that'll get us somewhere. You know, against teams like the Chiefs. You know, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they've been there. They've done that. If they lose this game, what are people going to say? Eh, they're still the Chiefs. They can win six in a row to end the season and still make the playoffs. You know, so the Chiefs, if they lose, it's it's fine because they're still the Chiefs. To the to the people, I disagree, though. If but the Chiefs lose, that hurts their playoff chances and being a contender chances. Their, their division yeah. is all shitting themselves. Yeah, I know, but it, it's it's a and but to go back to the question. Yeah, yeah, but like, but the question was, who needs to big make a bigger statement? If the Cowboys win this game, they make the statement. They say we're not like all those other teams that were good but couldn't get over that hump. You know, we're the team that almost beat the Bucks, and everybody was like, "Okay, you're good." And then we go on this run. Yes, we lose to the Broncos, but guess what? We just did. We oh, came back. Yeah, we we came back after after getting our ass kicked by the Broncos and just went into KFC. Went uh, KFC. I'm hungry. Oh, into into KC and beat fucking Patrick Mahomes. We're here. This is this is our statement to make. So that's why I think it's more important for the Cowboys to make a statement. But I mean, I can see y'all's points too. Yeah, it's going to be a good-ass game. It's going to be a good-ass game. I hope it's a good game. I hope it's a good game. 
And the way, by the way it sounds, the Cowboys might be making y'all's cars because they should be favorites in this game or at least pick them. Fuck yeah. Well, you know I, the I Cowboys make my card every week, Ben. I think it's fair. Every week. The line right now, you got to give the, the Chiefs the at least a, a field goal or a shorter uh, favorite at, mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. All right. Just to keep up on this game, well, the last topic, better chance at reaching the Super Bowl, the Cowboys or the Chiefs. Dallas with the number one in total offense, even though Kelsey and Hill are far and above beyond better than what the Cowboys have, according to Ben. And Casey's defense in the last uh, since week six have been getting better, only allowing fifteen point six points per game since then. Uh, Ron, who has a better chance? I'll just keep it super short. I'm, I'm going with the Cowboys not because I'm a homer guy, but because of what you just said. If the Chiefs lose this game uh, to the boys, their playoff chances go really, really low. So just keep it short, keep it simple. Cowboys have a better chance at reaching the Super Bowl because of where they sit in the division record-wise, stuff like that. Just numbers, numbers. I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs just based off what the AFC has to offer. The Bills I agree, have, Ben. The Bills have taken some hiccups. The Titans lost Derrick Henry. You know, over there in the NFC, you got to deal with Aaron Rodgers. You got to deal with the Rams, the Cards. You got to deal with Brady. Uh, there's more competition out in the NFC. That's why conference. I think that it's tougher. But the Cowboys win this game, and they could very well get that one seed and that bye, which would make their road yeah. easier. So Imagine for, the playoffs, the uh, Super Bowl going through Dallas. Dallas. I mean, until the Super Bowl, yeah. But for when now, the fuck I'll, go that with, happen? I'll go with the Chiefs just based off the competition the AFC has to offer. Agree. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to agree. I I, I got to go with the Chiefs here just because I don't see much out of the AFC. He, he's his best competition is probably going to be the Ravens and the um, and the Bills. So we'll see. But the Bills, I like what I've seen from them this thus far. I think they've looked a lot more clean on offense than the the Chiefs right now to win the AFC. My money's on the the Bills, but um, I still got to go with the um, the Chiefs with a better chance than the Cowboys for all the reasons you guys just talked Damn. about. Wow, it's surprising. The path is just easier. Yeah, the, the, the AFC conference is a lot weaker compared to the NFC. That conference has very top more killers. Very yeah, top I, don't I don't want to hear it. I thought we were Cowboy fans together. Sorry. No, it was just better chance. You got to go with the odds. Yeah, man. Whatever you say, Justin. All right, guys, the Los Angeles Rams. I love this slide, Justin. Are they pretenders? Yeah, Marky Garza, stand up. Let's shit uh, let, me, let, me, let me read the tweet for you guys. It says, I said last week when everyone was raving about the Rams trading away all of their draft capital, it better work. The Rams NFL record against teams with a winning record this year is 1-2. and two. The combined record of the opponents they have, their seven wins against is 21-42-1. Do the Rams just beat bad teams? Are you buying or selling the Rams? Roland, let me hear it. I'm still buying the Rams. Um, I'm not off on them completely. The Robert Woods injury, I do think, is a, a little more important than people are probably leading yeah. off. Um, I know the, the Rams, they have a bevy of options on that offense. They do have uh, that luxury. But this is a team that, let's keep in mind, they did lose Cam Akers um, in the preseason to a torn Achilles, so they're already down him. But they, they had Daryl Henderson to help them there. So I, I think they're light at some positions. They just lost Robert Woods, who's their number two receiver. And you're asking OBJ to all of a sudden be their guy. I, I think it's hard for a receiver in the middle of the year to come and assimilate in a new offense. I know OBJ is a talented guy, but – Fuck OBJ. I don't know, sucks. man. 
I still think the Rams have a elite defense. When you talk about the front four that they've put together and the secondary that they still have, you still have an elite corner and Jalen Ramsey out there. You pair that with the pass rush that they have, which I think will start to get going. They need to find a way to stop the run because they are extremely weak against a run. Teams have been running all over them all year. Um, but I still like the game when they played against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the middle of the season. Um, I like what I saw from that game uh, when they had to step up and face the the Bucks at home, albeit. Um, but I, I do think this is a team that home field would be very, very important to. Because I think if you catch the Rams on the road in the right situation, um, I, I don't like it. So. Shit, the Super Bowl is going to be there. All right, Ben, let me hear it. I think they're soft. I think that's what's wrong. Yeah. I think that they're playing like too finesse. I, I, like there's just no. They lost the run game a little bit. There, there's no attitude. I mean, they gave Henderson five carries. And yeah, it sucks that back-to-back games, you know, Matthew Stafford has had two interceptions in the first quarter and one going for pick six. But, you know, that second interception was weird as hell. One of those freak interceptions. Um, they can't get out, and a lot of drops. It, it was drops galore. Like that's why I say that they're just soft, bro. It seems like they're just in LA cooling. Um, you know, like like they're just living it up. And now they got OJB over there. He, he was just OJB. Yeah, he was just. You know, <laughs> they were in the red zone and they could never put him in. He was just there standing watching them, yeah. and they were horrible in the red zone all damn night. Um, I think that they're soft, bro, and I think that this bye week. Like the coach really, I don't know if it's he's got to get into them or what the hell has to change. Maybe they they all got to go and train and work out with with Aaron Donald, but so, something has to happen uh, throughout so this bye week. You're not willing to buy or sell. You're just right in the middle, just mulling the, the um, purchase they, here. I, they're gonna make the playoffs. They might win a playoff game, but right now that's what I see as their ceiling: winning a playoff game. I don't see them as real contenders. They're front runners when they're from when they're playing from behind. It seems like McVeigh's play calling just goes to strictly pass, 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 pass because they don't even give Henderson a chance, bro. And he's a he's good. He's a horse. You know, he's a good talent in the backfield. Give him some run. I think that they're playing soft and they're front runners. That's what I think. Ron, let me hear it, man. I think they're pretenders because. They're a great team, but I don't see them going all the way. Reason being is that I think they outthink themselves too much. The talent that you have on the defense is within itself to take over the game. Don't make the you know the blitz packages too schemey. Just just let those guys go out and ball. You saw Ramsey on the sideline last week. He was pissed, you know, and that's good to see from one of your star uh, DBs, you know. So. I, I think they're pretenders because of that, because they just don't know what their identity is. Like now they have this gunslinger that they bring in OBJ, but they're one of the highest scoring teams on the road this year, but they only put up 10 at San Francisco. They took an L versus the Titans and only put up 16. And their defense has been giving up a lot of points. Also, they they played the Lions. Yes, they won, but they gave up 19. They played... Um, 
Yeah, that was another all the another crappy team. Like, yeah, they they played the Texans. They played the Texans. They they won thirty eight to twenty two, but they still gave up twenty two points to the yeah, Texans. Those were garbage. Time. Uh, the, some of those right. some of the losses, yeah. though, I will say, like it, it's some of his game script. Like you talk about with with Ben, they shot themselves in the foot in the first quarter with Matt Stafford and his his mm-hmm. interceptions. You know, they're down fourteen to zero right off the bat. Uh, you you can't do that too much and expect to win. But but you can still it. run the ball, Roland. It's yeah, the no, first I agree. quarter. It's but the I'm first quarter. You, you shoot yourself in the foot at that point. Kind of like I panic agree. mode. I see what you're saying, Isa, because I, I have seen a lot on Twitter, whether it's from like analysts or just fans in the comments and stuff. I'll just read the thread that a lot of them do think that uh, McVeigh has just gone uh, four or five wide and just said, "Fuck it, I'm just going to throw the ball." Like you were just saying, like he's just yeah. completely like seven on seven drills and shit. Yeah, and, you know, and they've always been known for being that team with the single back in the backfield and running the ball, getting the play action going. And I saw somebody say that they need to go back to the Jared Goff offense. And I think what – I mean, I when I thought that – when I saw Matt Stafford coming over to the Rams, I thought, yeah, they're going to pass it a little bit more. They're going to be lethal. But I still thought that they were going to play within the confines of the offense that we've been known to see from the, the Rams. He would just be making those throws that Goff wouldn't be making, not yeah. throwing 15 more times than when you had Goff, just because yeah. you have Stafford now. And I then think I think pressure on McVay too. I think I think they're pretenders too because I mean, look at it. Yes, you have Stafford, right? You got the big signage, but I mean, when you think of Matthew Stafford, you think of a great quarterback, but he was he's a he's a losing quarterback. You know, yes, I know he was with the Lions, but I mean, the dude wouldn't win you games regardless of it. And I think uh, I think you had touched on Joby, right, Ben? Some, saying something like that about yeah. about you know. So you don't have this winning quarterback either. Besides Cooper Cup, you don't have like a huge name wide receiver. Besides when OBJ got there, you don't have a stellar back. So maybe they are. Nah, a, they a, nah, they have weapons, Ron. I mean, yeah, bro, Anderson's but it's good, not. Bro. But it's not like these stars, is what I'm saying. Well, I mean, let them become stars. Give them the damn ball. But so does that mean that they're that they're not pretenders? Is all I'm just answering the question. You know, are they for real? Or are they pretenders? And I think they're pretenders because of those reasons. All right. Fair enough. Moving on. Cam Newton <laughs> with the I am back. How much pressure is on Cam Newton this week in Roland? Zero. Just playing with house money. House money. There's no pressure on him at all. Coming in, and everything that he does positive is going to be uh, hey, he's out here balling, and everything that he does, you know, that's negative is like, oh, well, you know, Cam wasn't playing for, and people are going to say he wasn't playing for. So, I just think he's playing with house money right now. He can go out there and play freely, hopefully, at least the good things for him. But yeah, I don't think there's a lot of pressure on him at all. He wouldn't be playing with all, all that pressure, I think, or this question wouldn't be here if he didn't come out and fucking take his helmet off, which should have been a fucking flag because I it mean, what, everybody just – oh, it was? Okay. I'm hating. It yeah. was. Yeah, so he put all the pressure on himself, I think. So well, there's now pressure, he, you think, then, Ron? Yeah, I mean, I think there is pressure, but a lot of it came from himself and that stunt right there. If you do that – you better fucking be back the rest of the season because if you come out and you play like a dud, what is everybody going to say on Monday on ESPN, on Fox, us here? Oh, he talked a lot of shit, and then you didn't back it up because you threw two picks and fumbled the ball. 
So if any if there's any pressure on him, it's because he did it to himself. I think I think that there's always just been people who don't like Cam for different reasons, whether it be how he dresses. There's people that hate on him for his stupid outfits. There's people that hate on him for his Instagram captions and that fucking font that he uses. There's yeah, people that hate on read. there's people that hate on him for his Superman thing. There's people that say if he ain't in the red zone, he's not that good to you. I think that there is pressure on Cam. I think that you can't go better than, you know, two attempts, two touchdowns. And inside of the five, both of those, there might not be many people in the NFL better than Cam Newton in the red zone. As far as a red zone weapon, the key is going to be 20 to 20. That's where I think that there is pressure on him. Um, Christian McCaffrey looks to be back and, and just as good as ever. So, the chips are falling in, in in the right places for Cam. You know, he's got if he was ha- if he had Chubba Hubbard back there, you know, it, it wouldn't be so so peaches and cream. McCaffrey makes it a lot easier for him. Hey, CMC, get us inside the 20, cuz after that I got you. I got he's, you. He's gonna be hawking those touchdowns from CMC. We saw it last week already. Um, but I do think that there is some pressure on Cam. The the offense has to move. When I you know, last week we had a little segment about is Cam an upgrade or not. The offense has to move. That's the main thing for me. Once they get inside the 20, he's going to be money. But you got to get in there, and he has struggled to move offenses when he was with the Patriots. Better weapons, I think he has pressure. And, like, with a good outing, if, with, a, with a win this week. Well, they got uh, Washington at home. Right. Very winnable game. Washington off a bye. Ron Rivera is his old coach. Said he had a couple of things up his sleeve for uh, Cam Newton offense. Um, We'll see how it goes. But I do think that there is pressure on Cam. That's a game they got to win against the Red Sox. Washington football team. All right. Moving on. Will Mac Jones be the best quarterback from the 2021 draft class? And is Mac Jones a system quarterback or is he the next great thing? Roland, hit it up, hit us up with this one. What's the deal on know, Mac? I don't know if he'll end up being the best quarterback from the 21 draft class when it's all said and done, but right now he is playing the best. Um, yeah. I, I got to give it to him. People want to try and take stuff away from him and say that he has the best situation, which you can't argue he does out of the top draft picks um, in this uh, this year's draft class. He is in the best situation. He got drafted to the best team. System. But, he, but he's – He's taking care of of his um of his job of what's being asked of him, and that's all that you can ask him to do. Um, I don't know if he's a system quarterback because you would be saying that maybe Brady's a system quarterback, but I think it's it's more of the you know the Tom Brady system than anything. Um, so I, I got to say no to the second question, no to both questions really. But he is the best quarterback right now. He's playing the best football for sure. That's the reason why he's. Um, either leading or in second place for rookie of the year right now. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna say hold on I need to say this and I'm gonna say go. this and it's gonna be like it's gonna be a touchy something to say, but I think people hate on Mac Jones because he's like a boring pocket passer, white because the old, way he walked up school, to the draft old school old school yeah old school fucking qb he's people aren't gonna like him because you, you you i relate him to like peyton manning you know fucking first ballot hall of famer but not that exciting but hey he's fundamental he's he came time. from a, he came from a good school alabama and 
he gets the job done. I started watching uh, Man in the Arena, the the, the Tom Brady story, Tom Brady. and that was and that was Brady his first year when he took over Bledsoe. You know, he was just a system guy. He was doing what the coaches told him to do. He was getting them wins. They went to the playoffs and win the Super Bowl. So that's what I think of Mac Jones, and that's why I think people hate on him. You know, he doesn't have the State Farm commercials and all that shit. But I yeah. did say, yeah. I did say. I don't know if I was on the show yet or we did the draft uh, show. I was on Mac Jones hard, and I thought he was going to go a lot higher in the draft, and a lot of teams fucking slept on him. What do you mean? I said that. I know. You said you were on him hard, and we said pause. Do you think the the 49ers should have taken Mac Jones at three? They, Roland, I, I've been listening to a couple of podcasts, um, and they said that Kyle Shanahan, this was his guy. Yeah, and that's he, what we talked about last week. He and that he, he got talked out of it. That, yeah, that he got talked crazy. out of it. And they said a big factor, and like this is people in Vegas, they said a big factor was that when they saw Mac Jones without his shirt on, and it looked like Tom Brady back at the draft, just a normal-ass dude, not that ripped, you know, a defined body yeah. that you expect a pro Ra- athlete to have. Yeah. Ran a 5 5 and they, yeah, like Brady then, they took a, did. then they took a guy that's that played two football games in two years. That, know, that was crazy. Um, I think Fields should have still gone before before Mac Jones, but I do think Mac Jones should have been the third QB taken. I'm on him for rookie of the year. I was able to get a really good number on him before he was named the starter or the morning that they cut Cam, one of the two. But the as far as him being in the best situation, best situation coach-wise – if we're talking about weapons, Fuck yeah. If we're talking about weapons, though, every other quarterback that was drafted this year has better weapons than what the Patriots yeah, have. Yeah, but he has a top. He has a top five offensive line unit. None of those quarterbacks up there can can say that they have that. And he has a solid run game that takes a lot of pressure off of him. And like he's not again. He's just being asked to do what he needs to. He doesn't. I, he doesn't throw the ball a lot downfield. He has the shortest average depth of target out of any. He actually hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't um, thrown for two for two hundred yards in like five games this they, year. They have the second best defense in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't. The running it's back a good it's situation. A, I mean, it's, he, it's a yeah. situation, but the the weapons like Bourne. You're throwing to Bourne. You're th- what's the other dude's name? Jacoby Myers. Myers. Jacoby Myers who know, got his first touchdown last week? Right. Hunter his whole Henry, career. Hunter Henry. He's made Hunter here. Henry relevant again. Like he he doesn't have the greatest weapons, but the way it all fits together, like. Like when you say he's got a great run game, I mean Trevor Lawrence has James Robinson, you know Fields has Montgomery. That's like I feel you, I feel you. It it just all works together better in New England than it does for these other guys. That's yeah, he that's was what drafted I'm into the best quarterback situation that you can be drafted into as far as a rookie goes. I think I think that a lot of people slept on him, and if if I'm not mistaken, a couple weeks or three weeks, I don't know when it was in the show, you guys were. You guys were like kind of shitting on him, weren't you? No, we were just talking about the play. Who was it? I'm a big fan. He ankle picked a player. That's what we were talking about. Was he was dirty or not? He's a dirty player. Likes to ankle pick. After watching. Oh, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. No, somebody said something because uh, I was like, don't sleep on him because at Alabama, he got outshined a lot. Uh, you know, by the receiver and the running back, just you know the way they always you know put put these studs out you know every single year from Bama, and then. Uh, oh no, we we're talking about Tua. My bad. 
where like you're if oh, where y'all were after watching Mac Jones play, I, I just like that he's on he's on time. He, he's on time with everything. He he yeah. is always in rhythm. You, you can tell he knows the plays, he knows where his guys are supposed yeah. to be. And he was asked out of and for a rookie to be able to do that. That speaks volumes. I, I mean, yeah. he was a possible Heisman too, uh, Heisman candidate also. Yeah. I mean, let's not you know forget robbed. that. Yeah, a and a lot of people thought that he got robbed. And yes, he's he's making these receivers look amazing. But hey, the ball has to come from somewhere. Yeah. You know, he yeah. has to put the ball on spot. Yeah, they could be they could have ten yards of separation from the fucking DB. But if he did. doesn't put it on him, they did. Yeah, but if he doesn't put it on him, then who looks like the Max? Yeah, he threw a nice deep ball in college. Yeah, dude, Mac Jones, bro. Right, let's move right. on. The NFL MVP race. We're quarterback crazy. Are these your front runners? If so, rank them. Guys, if there was ever a year for an MVP to be a non-quarterback, it was going to be this year with Derrick Henry. Unfortunately, he did get injured, and now it's a complete quarterback race. Still Roland, I want you to start. Give me your one through three here based off this list. Probably and if I'm missing somebody. Uh, no, I don't think you're missing anybody off the top of my head, but one, two, three, it'd probably go Josh Allen, Brady, and uh, just give me Dak. I'll be a little homer here, although I would probably put Lamar up there too um, with, with Dak in that three spot. But, yeah, that's what that's my top three. Ben? Um, I would go Allen, Lamar, Dak. The Brady interceptions are taking the toll, man. Yeah. Uh, Kyler Murray is losing some games. Mm -hmm. I do think I don't think it's very homerish, but I think that Josh Allen is the top guy. Uh, He's the Dak top guy does, by Vegas. He's yeah, Dak does right have now. the best record out of all the guys up here, except for Kyler. So that could help him in the long run. And a win this week, like we said, could catapult him up. I think that there might be a guy missing, a long shot, Cooper Cup. I think Cooper Cup's got to be peaking over somebody here in the back. Uh, that guy's. Has a receiver ever gotten close to winning MVP before? Uh, Randy Moss might have. I was, dude, I was going to think of that. Yeah. Somebody Google have. who was the last uh, I think Lamar is a sneaky wide receiver to win. To win. Le Lamar has to be because he has more offensive yards than some teams yeah. have combined there. Exactly. He's, he does everything for that team. He does everything. And he's still at over like a 6-1. to one. You know, Dude, was, he he still would have been the leading rusher, even if J.K. Dobbins didn't get hurt. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, Roland. I bet if I anyone say, was wondering why Roland's saying that. I would say I would say Allen, Dak, and then Lamar. The reason I'm putting Dak higher is like Ben mentioned because of the record. It's like a kind of a comeback year, also. So he's going to be in the limelight, you know, after the stupid injury to his ankle, which was ridiculous. So him coming back from that. If they do win and they win the NFC and then they go up there, you know, to the NFC Championship, I mean, shit. I mean, why not him? But Josh Allen is a stud. His numbers speak for themselves. And then you just have to have Lamar there because essentially, man, he is that Baltimore offense. You know, he is, he is the, the leading rusher there. If his receivers aren't great, Hollywood Brown can give him a game or two here. Uh, his tight end is ridiculously good. Um, but at the, but he does put a lot of the games on his back to where, yeah, to where Josh Allen and Dak still have these playmakers that they could go to and they can kind of lean on. Um, so that's why I have I have Allen, then I have Dak, and then I have Lamar to close yeah. it out. That's why I had Dak three because I think he's handcuffed a little by Zeke. All these other mm -hmm. four guys, it's pretty much on them. They don't have that bell cow in the backfield. To, that's the Bills' biggest fucking problem is no run game at all. 
the Ravens, I mean, they've got Freeman back there. They had Le'Veon Bell back there. So I think that these guys are shouldering more. Therefore, their stats are looking a little better. And Zeke's taking away. You know, when Dak might have three or four touchdowns, but Zeke gets his two-touchdown game. You feel Mm -hmm. me? So Yeah. And then I liked your point on uh, on 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 Brady. The teams they started off great, and then they kind of hit a little, you know. Uh, no A B. You know, it's A B. A little, A-B's yeah, missing. a little, a little speed bump here and there. The oh, picks well. are kind of the picks are kind of high, and Kyler is a little banged up. And the Cardinals have lost, you know, a couple games here recently. And kind of like in the NBA, I think you you kind of uh, correlate MVP winner with best team or best record. Good point. I'm sure we'll visit this one again probably next year. What are your Justin? Uh, Josh Allen, he's been doing it with a makeshift O-line. Another guy I think went down today, Ben, if you the can rookie. confirm that. The guy that when then he got I, drafted, he went through a table uh, yeah. on draft night. That yeah. Night. Then uh, Lamar Jackson, I mean, he is that offense. He has more offensive yards than some teams do right now in the league. And then the homer pick would be Dak because of his record. Or you can interchange Kyler, but I like Dak a little bit more than Kyler. So one, two, three there. And every week this should change as a favorite. Every week. Oh, yeah. For we'll, sure. we'll revisit it next week if we can and see uh, where we're standing after this week's games. But time to talk some college football playoff rankings. As you can see here, we did have a fall off. Oklahoma down five spots. They were previously undefeated. Uh, they were 8-0. Lost uh, to Baylor, who has now jumped them. Over here, guys, I have put together – Three teams, Oregon and Ohio State and Alabama. only reason I'm not including Georgia's schedule is because it's a cupcake. All they got left is Charleston Southern. I don't even think that's a FBS team. I think that's a Division II team. And then they got Georgia Tech, who they should run over. But there's some games left for Alabama. You got Arkansas this week, pretty decent team. Uh, and then they got to go to uh, Jordan Air Stadium at Auburn. That's going to be a Georgia. tough one. That's where you can – what's that? And they got Georgia in the SEC championship. And Georgia in the SEC championship. Following, we got Oregon with uh, ranked Utah and then Oregon State, which, you know, rivalry game could be a tough one. But ranked Utah is what we're going to look at. Now we move on to Ohio State. They got the beef of their schedule right here, right now. Michigan State number seven, following by six Michigan next week. Guys, out of this schedule, who's more likely to drop a game here? Oregon State. Ooh. Oregon. Okay, let me. I heard Oregon first, so give me why Oregon is more likely. I, last week, I said Oregon was going to lose to Utah. I think that they're going to lose to Utah in Utah this week. It's they got a night game. They're going to Utah, and then they're going to play Utah again, regardless in the in the Pac-12 championship. But I think they lose this one at Utah. So they so, can't beat Utah twice. It's just one time. They can beat them twice. Uh, oh no. You're right. I, I mean, they're going to play twice. Regardless of the outcome of this game, it's going to be Oregon and Utah two weeks from now in the Pac-12 title, no matter what happens this week in their head-to-head matchup. I just I think Ohio that Utah, Utah wins Ohio State week. by rolling. Rolling, give me why Ohio State can lose one of these yeah. games. You know, I, I will say, you know, to Ben's point, I, I do think Oregon, this is their most losable game on their schedule. It, it is against Utah at Utah. If they're going to lose a game, it's it's right here. Um, this week, so uh, if you're calling your shot, that's probably your best game to do it. And I wouldn't be surprised if they lost this game, but I'm just going off the fact that Ohio State has to play Michigan State and Michigan back to back weeks. I will concede the fact that Ohio State is probably playing the best football 
mm-hmm. out of all of them right now. I will concede that fact, and for that reason, I'm confident that they they put probably win both of these games. But I think they're going to drop one of them because Michigan State has a solid defense. They're they're 19 they point favorites game. against Michigan State. Yeah. So I didn't know that. I didn't see that. See that 19 line, point. Line. That's the fucking gap. That's the gap. They're, they're playing like studs right now. They're they're blowing they are. up. They're blowing yeah, up since that they're Oregon loss. Yeah. Since that Oregon loss, they've been rolling. Ah, you know, and and then they've owned Michigan historically. They they know where Jim Harbaugh lives. They know what he does. <laughs> for, you know, it's just it's just they own some they space in Harbaugh's head too. Yeah, they they have his number. Uh, I don't think he's never beat them. So nope. Who's to say they do it this year? So I might have to backtrack a little bit, but. Uh, yeah, give me give me Ohio State to drop the the game at Michigan because if if Harbaugh's ever gonna do it, it's now. It's this year. Yeah. Yeah, it, so yeah, absolutely. Uh, Ron, I know you're a little bit partial to Alabama. Do you see them maybe losing that game at Auburn or even this week against Arkansas? I've not watched college football all year because I work on Saturdays. Sorry, I that. have not kept up with shit. All I know is that Alabama's gonna win everything the way they do every year. <laughs> That's what happens. They're the fucking if there was a G League for the NFL, it's Alabama. Okay. And that's the way it works. They're roll gonna, tide. Roll tide. They're gonna win the, the championship this year and just fuck everybody else. They're that yeah. uh they're that G League team that the high school players go to if they don't want to go to college. <laughs> yeah, to yeah. yeah. Lonzo's on that squad. <laughs> whoa, whoa, or no, Jello, not. my bad. Yeah. Okay, Jello, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Alabama, they could join the XFL and just be a complete feeder system for the NFL yeah. at this point. They are Look, an NFL you know, factory by all means. Alabama's that team that, like, the worst NFL team of the year. They always say, "Oh, can the can Alabama beat them?" Like, they always make that stupid comparison because there's an NFL team that's just fucking the Browns versus Alabama. Who's gonna win? <laughs> yeah, like, there, yeah. This year, the Texans or something like that. There's no, there's no doubt that Georgia is the best team, though. Even I think in the SEC championship when they play against Alabama, I do think that Georgia will be favored in that game, and I think it's gonna be by by more than three points, more than a field goal. But Justin, you were talking about that. Uh, what's the What's the rivalry? The Iron Bowl is that what it's called? Yeah, Iron Bowl with Jordan Air Stadium. Uh, my my boy Bo Nix broke his ankle, man. So you're looking at Alabama to be like a 1921 point favorite next week against Auburn. That's interesting. So Alabama and Georgia, there's a possibility that they could play each other twice here. They might play each other in the SEC championship, and then they would see each other again maybe in the final. Let's see if that happens, guys. Can either team beat each other twice? Is both are both teams uh, undefeated? Well, if, if Bama if Bama lost to Georgia, I don't think they would get in with two losses. I, I nope. just I don't see it because if they did get in with two losses, the the committee would pretty much oh, just be giving a middle finger to Cincinnati and all let's, power five teams. And well, just let's say, put you know Bama beat Georgia. Then. Up, don't even show up. If, if you're not well, Roland, let's say like Georgia by a field goal as time expires against Bama in the SEC title. They would, find, they, they would find a way to put them in for sure. They but would. I'm just they would. That that's some. That's some. I don't know. Who, who did? Who did Alabama lose to? They lost to AM. Let's flip it though. Let's oh, say that's right. Alabama wins that's in the SEC championship crazy, game. Like, okay, so then, but even even that fucking L, like it was a crazy stupid game when Bama was down by a lot and they came all the way back. It was. Here in Texas, no, Bama so, was up. AM came back, but the thing is, oh, yeah, Al- that's right, that's right. Alabama, I was, I was drunk watching it at Skindu. 
Alabama plays Georgia, so the only way for Alabama to get in is beating Georgia in the SEC I feel title. You. I feel yeah. you. So let's say they do that and they go play each other again in the final. Can that team, Alabama, beat Georgia twice this year, or is that just too much to ask? And Georgia gets the win. They do split look, victories. Just do I look like Miss Cleo or what? Cause no, hey, I, just want, I want to just uh, fantasy well, uh, book the college football honestly, playoff here a little if bit. They, if Alabama makes it with two losses, you take all the the point. You, you take away the point of playing. No, no, but, but what I said is Alabama wins the SEC championship. Oh, if they win the SEC championship, Georgia should get in with one loss for sure. They yes, and they, do the and they, do they both get in. Yeah. Justin's going as far as saying, Roland, can Alabama beat Georgia twice? Oh, well, I, know, can, I heard his question yeah. originally. I didn't know if we were back to that. Um, yeah, I mean, if they beat them this here in the, the SEC championship game, I think they could beat them again in the – the national championship. I, I think if we had to send a team out on the field to beat Georgia, though, I'm pretty sure we would all pick Ohio State. Or you would go Bama roll it. I'd, man, that's tough. I'd go Ohio State. No I'd probably go Ohio good. State just based off of how they're playing. But it's just hard for me to go against Bama because I wouldn't call myself a Bama fan, but I, I do like watching them play a lot. I like a lot of the guys that have come out of there. Um, but hey, yeah, what I got Ohio State. Yeah. NFL Factory. Hey, look at Notre Dame though, number eight. They won't Climbing. get in, dude. They won't get hey, in. Hey, hey, look, Ohio State's gonna beat Michigan State. Boop, they're gonna be out. Ohio State's gonna beat Michigan. Boop, they're gonna be out. So Notre Dame will be sitting at five with Cincinnati. But they have the Cincinnati beat Notre Dame. I know. They have the head to head. Who do you put? I know, I know. Notre I'm Dame brings you. a lot of money. If, That's going to be interesting. If, if Oregon loses this week to Utah, I mean, if Oregon wins, I don't think that we have to worry about it unless they lose in the Pac-12 title. But if Oregon loses this week, that Cincinnati against Notre Dame, who gets in that number four spot, I'm telling you, it's going to give a lot of people headaches, man. Oh, yeah, I agree. I think it could get interesting with Notre this Dame Oregon brings loss. Big if money. Notre Dame brings big money to college football TV players. rights, everything that they are. They're their own entity. Even though they're not winning all the time, they are big time sad. money for college football. It's sad. It's sad, sad that we're even talking about this. But it's true. I mean, I, 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 I'm saying it's sad because I don't like it. But it doesn't take away the, uh, from the, the factor that it's, it's reality. That's probably what's well, but what what is it that you don't like the four team playoff? You no, no, I just, don't or... like, I just don't like that Cincinnati. They can go undefeated for maybe like I, I think they lost one game last year. They had a really really good. Season they took it to Georgia, year. almost beat them in yeah. the in their bowl game. They've shown that you know what pretty, I think of. They've shown that they're a legit squad. They're undefeated. Yeah. We've seen this before. It's just like you're not giving these teams, and it used to be this way. You know, giving these teams an opportunity to, to play for the ultimate prize, which is what everybody wants to play for at the end of the day. Um, it's just it used to be, oh, you're not playing um, and you're not playing a tough enough schedule. So then these guys go. Then that's why it would piss me off with the whole Notre Dame and Cincinnati thing, because it's like, oh, you don't play a tough enough conference schedule. So you're telling me to go and schedule out these guys and seek them out, first of all. These guys don't want to play you in the preseason yeah. if you're Cincinnati. They don't want to. That's just they a fact don't. of the matter. They, they don't want to play you guys in the first three games of the season because they don't want to lose because they have to go. And granted, this is the, the flip side of it because they're going to go ahead and they have to face a tougher conference schedule than you do in Cincinnati, right? That's why yeah. like Bama wouldn't want to play that. Well, although Bama does schedule tough games in the beginning of the season, but other teams wouldn't want to take that risk. 
just because they know that they're maybe looking at an L or maybe two in their conference schedule. So why schedule Cincinnati? So you're already, you're not finding a lot of teams to schedule. So in this particular situation, it would really get me mad because Cincinnati is doing what you're asking them to do. They sought out Notre Dame. Let's play this game. Highly ranked team. We beat them. And then just because Notre Dame is winning games at the end of the season, not in a conference, they get to jump Cincinnati who they lost to. I get why it would happen, but I just don't agree with it personally. I think there's an easy answer, though, to all this. Expand, right? Expand. Yeah. Simple. Yeah, it's, it's March simple, Madness, man. 64 teams. Oh, March Madness did it. I don't know why it's so hard to, to do it for hey, college football. Division 2 and 3 have 64-team playoffs. I'm not saying yeah, we got to exactly. go 64 teams, but <laughs> they already do it. Yeah, like, it's yeah. possible. I don't know what's so crazy about it, honestly. Maybe it's a scheduling conflicts with the NFL, and maybe that runs into their playoffs. But Because uh, I know the NFL likes to do Saturday playoff games. But could you imagine – um, an extra week of, of playoffs in the, in the college football uh, that'd be crazy um i was gonna say something and i totally fucking forgot but uh i'm out guys i'm out i'm gonna go have some dinner with the fam but before i go i want to give my plays for the whoever's hearing this like rolled it reminded me the potty coming out till after the game dumbass into the future <laughs> yeah but uh uh, my plays for the Thursday night game between the Patriots and the Falcons are I'm going to go with uh, under 20 uh, first half, and then I went with under – no, no, I'm lying. Uh, under 20 Atlanta Falcons team total points for the game and under 23 uh, for the game first half. So under 23 first half, under 20 Atlanta team total, and then I opened up a 14 parlay money line with the Patriots. Right. So those are my plays. I'm out. I'm going to go be with the fam. Uh, but I look forward to seeing you, Justin, hopefully at the bachelor party. Roland, I look forward to seeing you at the wedding. Ben, I look forward to seeing you at both at the bachelor party and the wedding. I'll see you, I'll see you Saturday, brother. So we're going to get lit. So you'll get it. Enjoy the rest of the show. The people that are listening, these guys are going to kill it. Uh, we got some fucking stupid NBA gurus here, especially my man Roland. So I'm out. Sure. But thank you guys for listening and uh, follow all our socials, man. Y'all have a Later, good one. Ron. We'll see you on later. Peace. All right. That's a good time to segment into the NBA. As Ron said, Roland, what do we got today? Shit. Let's get into it. Um, this is a hot topic right now. I mean, we're going to hit the, the high notes here in the NBA until we get into the thick of it. I mean, a couple more weeks have passed. But are the Lakers in trouble? Uh, they're 8-8 eight and eight right now. They're eighth in the West. They're right in that play-in little series or whatever. Um, and I'll end this or end the introduction with this. Can LeBron once again, once again, come back and play the savior role? Can he come out there and be the ultimate bandaid when he comes back from his injury? Is he the, the, the problem solver that he once was, or do they still need something else out there? First what, off, what we you... need shooters from the beginning. We need shooters. Can LeBron save the day? Hit us with it, just. In a way, all we need to do is we know that there's two seasons in the NBA. There's your regular season and the playoffs, the dance. You got to make the dance, though. Can LeBron save you once you're at the dance at this age? Not anymore, guys. I don't think he can. We are in trouble here. Uh, we're, I think we still make the playoffs, even if LeBron needs more extended time. He is practicing right now. 
He's not going to get on the court because we don't want to aggravate that injury anymore. He's playing tomorrow, but, uh, cuz. He's playing well, tomorrow. Yeah, so like I said, he's not going to save the day for us. We're going to make the playoffs. I think we'll be in the top six. I don't think we're going to have to play in the playing game this year. But I'm not looking at a championship run with this roster right now. And the other thing is Vogel's costing us games. There's at least two games this year that he single-handedly has cost us. And uh, you know how it gets in L.A. when uh, the coaches start costing games. How do you like some of those lineups? The birds start chirping. What's that? How do you like some of those lineups that he's been throwing out there? I, I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't understand the lineups. Whenever Rondo and Westbrook are on at the same What's time, I don't understand lineup? that. What's their best okay. lineup to you? It's hard. It's hard to say because of the LeBron injury. We haven't fully seen uh, where we can say okay, eighty. Obviously, eighty at the five. That's always going to be our best situation. Or Dwight. Whenever we have DJ even in the in the game, it's 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 a bad situation for us. The next one is uh, Avery Bradley or whatever his name is. When he's yeah, on, Bradley, he can shoot yeah. it. He, he has to be in there too. So uh, we've been playing a lot of this new kid. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, Tyler he's a light skin guy. I forget his name. THT? No, 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 not THT. Um, he's been balling though since he's been back. Yeah, he has. This light skin guy, he might be a rookie. Why can't I remember his name right now? Reeves? Yes, Reeves. We've been playing Reeves, and he can shoot it, man. Oklahoma? He can shoot it. He's a white boy. He ain't light skinned. I I didn't want to say that, but yeah, he he's light skinned. No, he's white. Caucasian. As hell. He's Caucasian. Pale as fuck. So what do you think, uh, Ben? What do you think? Are I the think Lakers that uh, I think that Russ saying that brick by brick shit was hilarious because of the bricks that he's been throwing. You know I'm ultimate Laker hater. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out my boy Eddie T. Me and him made a bet, fifty bucks, that the Lakers do get in the playoffs, but lower than a five seed. So six, seven, or eight, I win my fifty. If they get in as a four, five, four, three, two, or one, he we're wins. Speed right now, I think you're. I, I, I think that I'm looking good, man. Even with LeBron back, I think that they have shit to figure out. I think that they're an older squad, so guys are going to be in and out of the lineup. No, I'm not wishing injury upon anybody. I'm just thinking logically over an 82, 81 game season. Um, come playoffs, though, it's like you said, it's best out of seven. Um, to beat this team four times in a series might take another injury in the playoffs, you know, in the early rounds. And also, you know, out of the West, has there been a team that has really shown a lot besides maybe the Phoenix Suns? I think that right now the Phoenix Suns are the favorite and the Warriors. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm also a fucking Warriors hater, but they clearly slipped my head. The Warriors have shown a lot. Um I, the Lakers will be there in the playoffs. Uh, the thing is, you know, they're already of the mindset that it doesn't matter what seed we get in, as long as we get in. I do think that they'll try and avoid that playing game because it got a little dicey last year. Uh, you never want to be in a play, uh, a play, a win and go home game, you know, when it's just one night. So I do see them getting in the playoffs, maybe seven or six seed, but it's it's not looking great, man. And I was one saying that Vogel wasn't the guy after they won the championship. I didn't think mm -hmm. that he was the guy. So to hear you saying that he's cost y'all a couple of games is music to my ears. Two games um, I can think of already yeah. that he did cost. And we eight uh, Trevor Reza was out going to be out eight weeks. We're at four weeks now. They're saying it might be up to five before he comes back. Yeah. So five oh, more. Oh, so he like Ben said, older, older squad. They got a lot of guys, a lot of big names on that team. Um, but Ben did bring up a good point. Looking at the Western Conference standings, 
There's not a lot out there record-wise, Ben. I think you're good on your on your bet. I, I don't see them beating the the Nuggets in the standings, and if the, and that's and that, crazy because all they yeah. got is Jokic, Roman. Like but they're still getting it done. They're gonna get Murray back at some point, hopefully, and uh, Michael Porter Jr. hopefully can continue to to be that two guy for them. Although he is battling some injuries. On paper, these guys shouldn't be worse than the three seed, the Lakers. On paper. Yeah, I know. On paper, for sure. If you look at them, but. Um, you know, you still got the Jazz, who are a consistent machine. They still got their pieces. So I think the top three in the West are pretty much set when you look at the Warriors, Suns, and Jazz. But after that, I would slide the Lakers in at the fourth best odds in the West to 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 win the the title or to to come out of the West because you can't get me to put my money on the Mavs over the Lakers to come out. Yeah, of the like West. the Lakers are better than the yeah. Mavs. You you can't get me to put my money on them despite their records right now. And you, you can't get me to put money on the Nuggets. Although I do like the Nuggets. I, I like to bet on them. I like Jokic but, and I like Michael Porter. AD is the answer to Jokic, though, I think. But I will, well, that was going to be my other thing with the Lakers. And that's the thing that kind of scares me. You alluded to it. It happened last year against the Suns. They were looking good. Then they got some injuries. Um, AD is bound to, to get hurt at some point this year. He's day-to-day I mean, yeah. right now. Yeah. My I brother mean, Leo, my brother Leo was in the group chat telling my cousin Gene, AD already looks hurt because he said he kind of looks hurt yeah. yesterday during the I, game. You know, AD, I, I want to say, because I think it was last year or the beginning. It was, I think it was off of the, the Disney World Championship or the, the COVID year that nice. they won the championship. Um, that I was, I was kind of talking like AD might be, like a top three player in the league, top five when he's on. But, for man, I haven't seen that in a little while. When he's and on he and healthy, is, I think you're there. Yeah. But he hasn't been healthy. He hasn't been healthy in a little while, yeah. So he, T- he needs to get there. Hey, T-Mac is doing his job, man. He's stirring that shit up. Yeah. I, if, if, about Dwight, Dwight? if Dwight and AD both retired today, you know, who would be considered the better player? Yeah. And T-Mac Dwight. said it's no doubt Dwight, but – like, just the media and ESPN doing it. T-Mac knows what he's doing, fam. Yeah, but I think it's a, that was a hot Did topic. It was Dwight it, Howard. I know. Of, it shouldn't have spilled back. over a month later, bro. Oh, that's true. That's true. But, I it, again, the Lakers are a team. They're always in the headlines. That They're the Lakers. They got LeBron James. And Anthony Davis, I, I mean, this is where my frustration comes in with the guy because he's ultra-talented. He pulled a stunt to get out of New Orleans. Call it what it is. He pulled his stunt. He got out. And then he comes to L.A. and pretty much was handpicked by LeBron to be his teammate. And an aging LeBron at that, man. Why are we talking about LeBron coming back and being the savior? Like, that's the thing that gets me with AD. Mm. Like, like AD should already be that guy. Like, we're, we're talking – again, like I said, I – after the torch should have been passed yeah, already. Exactly. After they won the championship and AD, he went off in that final series. He went off in the playoffs. AD was hitting step-back threes. He was looking like the cheat code that, that we all thought that he could be. But yeah. that, was in, that was in a vacuum. That was in a, a small – bubble. Uh, yeah, in a bubble. <laughs> that was in a bubble, exactly. That was in a bubble. Um, but I, I, it just frustrates me because AD has so much talent. And it's just a guy that he, he should be carrying this team right now. Yeah, he needs to be. Better days ahead, hopefully, once we make the playoffs. But yeah. uh, it's so early. Availability. So early. Availability is key. All right. Who stocks rising? Who stocks falling? 
Um, whose stock is in a keep on rising maybe and whose will maybe recover a little bit should be the question. Two guys here that, that, that we have in front of us are DeMar DeRozan, who just signed his contract with the Bulls this past offseason, moving on from my Spurs, going on to, to greener pastures in Chicago to play with Zach Levine and an older DeRozan too. And Vucevic. Yeah, an older DeRozan. Um, but we all knew that he was a stud. I mean, coming from Toronto, he did play well with the Spurs, although they're not in the media a lot. But anyways, and we have uh, Damian Lillard here, who on, if you look at his stats, it's probably still putting up some numbers, but it hasn't looked as easy. The The record might not be there for Portland right now. They're always a team that people want to see take that next step. People always have the debate with Dane, superstar or star. I've been on the side of saying he's a superstar. I've seen what this guy can do. Um, but, again, they still have not taken the leap, whether or not that's a small market team not attracting players whatever he fact don't want to be there he don't yeah, want to be there fact of the matter is dame is not having the best start to the year by his standards the team does not look as good as we thought that it would De demar DeRozan, on the other hand is flat out balling um at this point in time he has people talking about him as a dark horse mvp candidate it's early in the season not even yeah, a, yeah. not not even a quarter of the season has been played. That's why we don't even have an MVP slide up yet. But I'm just saying people are are, are talking about the brand of basketball that this guy's playing. Right. He's a point scorer. He's almost at 27 points a game. He's a facilitator. Uh, how many assists a game does he have? He has about four assists a game. He helps out in, in all facets of the game. He, the Bulls are doing good. What do you guys think about this slide here? Do you think DeMar DeRozan can keep this up, uh, keep, uh, keep up playing like he's back in Toronto uh, in 2017? And do you do you think Dame will turn it around? Bro, where are those DeRozan rumblings for MVP coming from? Huh? Reddit Bro, I've rolling. seen it on Twitter. I've seen it on Twitter. Oh, all right. All right. Not just the Reddit streets. Nah, it's on not Twitter, just Reddit. too. Hey, all right. Let's break this down like a pound right here. All right. DeMar DeRozan, the biggest difference here, DeMar DeRozan had his choice. He handpicked, where the fuck do I want to go play? And then he went and chose the team that best suited him, and he's happy as hell. Dame all summer. We heard, I don't want to be here. Dame's camp, leaking shit, leaking shit. We know it's not going to work in Portland. They haven't made any changes. With him and CJ, they're the exact same guy. CJ's just... You know, a little bit – he's just not as good as Dane. Um, Dane doesn't want to be there. That's the biggest thing. And nope, the referees and I are – I don't want to stop you. I just want to say, Dane, his points are actually down eight points a game this oh, year. He's down the referees are making 20. sure, baby. Yeah, he's down to 20 points a game right now. I just want to back that. Go he's ahead, one of the guys that's had a, one of the bigger issues with the way that the referees have, you know, officiated games this season with some of those rules about the jumping – we know that he was a great free throw shooter and he would be on the line often, uh, you know, in years prior. His scoring is down. He doesn't want to be there. Their team isn't good. It, it kind of reminds me of Harden, just that he's not selling out and like going, you know, all the way with it like Harden. But like he knows what he has and he knows that he can't win a title with that shit. But he doesn't want to look like a punk or like a sucker because he's given his word he said some shit, and he's going to stick to it. 
Harden did it, but it's literally the exact same situation of knowing what you have and what your limits are and just knowing that it ain't it. That, that No championship roster there. It's just a matter of time before I think he forces his way out or they finally trade CJ. What do you think, but, Justin? Roland, also, next time, Roland, that you break down the, the Bulls players, don't forget to mention Caruso because, all right? Caruso – Caruso's a big oh, yeah. piece of that yeah, Chicago he's playing, team. He's playing well. He's playing well for sure. He's starting right now because of uh, Patrick Williams being out, yeah. and they've uh, moved DeRozan to the power forward spot. So, Justin, before you go, I just want to I want to ask you, what do you think about these articles that have been coming out about DeMar DeRozan and his agent? They actually handpicked the Lakers, but the Lakers started backroom talks with of Russell Westbrook and went that route instead. Couple games into the season, how does that make you feel? Well, uh, going into the preseason on Laker Twitter, we thought DeRozan was going to be one of the options. He was one of the names that was being thrown around. We got a little crazy, and we thought, oh, Damian Lillard was going to be an option as well. <laughs> hey, uh, Roland, a little crazy. They got a the, little crazy. I'm just giving. Going. I'm just the giving you the real of what Laker Twitter can be. Photoshop's um, going. Yeah. Yeah. So DeRozan, it, it looked like that was going to be a landing spot for us. You know, we talked it over amongst uh, the Laker fans, and we thought, you know, the mid-range DeRozan would help a little bit, but it hurts to see how good he is now, and. uh it does hurt to see Lonzo have success, Caruso have this much success, knowing what this uh, the baby Lakers, as we used to call them, what they are now out in their little teams and pieces of the of the NBA that they're playing now. It, it's not easy to handle. You know, you got Randall, you got Ingram, you got Larry Nance. It's it's all we we mortgaged all that future that we're gonna have for LeBron's one bubble championship, and it's it's a it's a pill that we can swallow because it is, it ended up in a championship, but it, it's not been easy uh, knowing that our future uh, with when Bron's out, AD's not the guy. So it hurts. It hurts to see. <laughs> it hurts to see. But do you, do you like DeMar to keep this up the rest of the year? If I had to choose one who could keep it up or who's going to recover, I would think uh, DeMar is the guy out there in, uh, in Chicago land. I, I think he's the one that can keep this up better than uh, – Dame, and for the reasons that Ben mentioned, Dame doesn't want to be there. He doesn't like the team. We thought he was moving this summer. He he looked like he was going to be the free agent, the hottest ticket, and he ended up staying, and I think that's uh, part of the reason. You can just see on the court the way he's playing. It's just you don't see passion. You don't see the heart uh, that you used to see with Dame. And then the other thing that to mention was Ben said officiating. It has affected him. I saw him yesterday, was it, or the day before, a highlight, where he's kicking out trying to get that foul call and refs just letting it play. Free just throws are go. down from seven game to three and a half. Yeah. Seven and a half. Hey, Roland. And he's down eight points. That's not gonna enough to make up eight points, but that's points. For DeRozan and as a Spurs fan, I honestly think that he's just doing the exact same thing he was doing yeah. with the Spurs. He's doing the same thing he's doing with Spurs. But winning games. But winning games. It's crazy because well, he has a better I, roster and caster uh, on him, yeah. though, right? That's the better, only difference is the wins and the losses. Yeah, like better, he's, he's still scoring his 23-24, but they're just winning. That's it. Better cast around him, definitely. He's got a dude in Zach Levine to his on his right hand. That's a that's a monster. I mean, you guys talk about Caruso. He's just in a great situation. And Kobe White coming off injury, yeah. adding to that team. And, and I just want to say, and I just want to say, I'm not trying to get on any soapbox here, but it's not uh, – be, just be careful what you wish for. That's all I want to say because 
all about all that was on Spurs Twitter the whole year last year was we need to get rid of Demar. We need to get rid of Demar. He doesn't want to take three point shots. He's ruining the team. He's he's ruining the development of the other players. We need to get him off the team so other guys can get shots. But he was single handedly keeping the Spurs afloat. Getting rid of Demar or letting Demar walk. It's not because the Spurs wanted these guys to come up and, and flourish. Maybe they wanted to see what they had for sure. But it was just they're going to tank this year, and that's what's happening right now. The Spurs are tanking. I, that's all I'm saying. Demar Derozan was a great piece for the Spurs. It it pains me to see him balling up on the Bulls because I liked him with the Spurs a lot. But I'm happy for him at the same time because he's a good dude. He could have pouted and forced his way out of San Antonio or decided not to show up. But he he went there. He he logged in his minutes. He punched his time card, 82 games or as much as he could for the Spurs, 67 games. Wait, no, I'm looking at Damon Lillard right now. Um, he, he clocked his his time card. And, and he's just a good fit for what the Bulls stand for, bro, and like what, and what the Bulls, you know, represent. He's, he's a perfect fit for that. Yeah. All right. Are way but, too early. Way, way too early. Back for some way too early power rankings. This is a fluid situation here, but – um, we do have the same team at the top. Uh, we got the Warriors. They're at what's their record right now? I had it up. I think they're 12 and 2 now. Uh, the, the Warriors just got done beating the Nets. That's probably their statement win uh, for the year. Um, Steph Curry is looking like the way too early MVP candidate right now. Uh, he's, playing a, early. he's playing a great brand of basketball. Uh, they are 12 and 2, um, 8 and 1 at home, 4 and 1 on the road. Um, they're, all things are working for them. Andrew Wiggins, I, he's playing really well. I'm not a big fan of his, but he is playing pretty good. I got to give him his props. Got to give him his props. He's playing well right now. Um, and they still don't have Clay Thompson. Word is he got cleared for uh, a full practice uh, today or yesterday. And he's probably a couple of weeks away from his uh, introduction to the team. Um, so a lot to look forward to for Warriors. Wiseman also. Wiseman hasn't been back either. Yep. A lot to look forward to for the Warriors. And I, I think they're a for real contender at this point in the season. I think I've seen enough. Steph Curry is, is looking like the cheat code uh, that he was at the end of the season. And well, he can hurt though, Roland. Another guy that oh, always misses he's time. A, he's the guy that misses time. I'm going to be positive with this one and say that he's going to miss less than 10 games this year. Because he always tweaks an ankle. He always tweaks an ankle here and there. We all know about the ankle braces that he wears. I'm much talked about, but um, I like the way Steph Curry's playing. He's probably everybody's favorite at MVP right now, and I, I, I'm a fan of his. I, I like watching him play. Uh, moving on to number two, it's the Phoenix Suns. They might be the hottest team on this list. They're on a 10-game win streak right now. They find themselves at 11-3. and three. They just had a pretty good victory last night, although it was against the the Luka Doncic, Doncic list. I don't know why I tried saying that. The Mavs, the Mavs were without Luka Doncic uh, last night. The Suns yeah. did what they needed to do, beat them, secured their 10th victory in a row. They have everybody back from last year. Good squad. Uh, we knew what to expect from yeah. that. Uh, I thought they might have maybe had a little bit of rust. They're not rust, but just like a little bit of a, a hangover from their success last year. But they're, they put that to bed. Chris Paul. Keeps getting better like a fine wine. 14 assists, no turnovers. Um, one of the only guys to, to do that multiple times in his career. Um, pleasure to keep on watching this guy ball out. Um, number three, the Bulls. We just talked about them. They're number two in the, the East, I want to say. 
Um, then we got – no, they're number three in the East. They're 10 and five technically. Uh, then we got the Nets at number four. I just put them down there because they, they just lost to the – um, to the Warriors on national television, and then we got to go the Wizards at five. They're yes. still up there leading the the East, but um, I, I just adjusted the rankings a little bit. But two teams on this top five, you know, we're a Lamelo Ball podcast, and two teams on this top five in the last week have lost to Lamelo Ball and the Hornets. The Warriors lost to them, and the Wizards lost. The to Hornets them. are sitting at five in the East. They're nine and seven. Yeah. So, so, you you like them to to hop on hop into this top five at some point ah, in the season? I don't know about the top five, Roland. I'm just saying. Uh, if we had five more teams on this list, would you put them on there? I think I would put them top ten, the Hornets. Yeah. Um, but the wins over the Warriors and who else? The wins over the Warriors, the Wizards. Um, they do have some bad losses sprinkled in there, but they have some good wins. The Lost conversation, the boy. The conversation, yeah, in OT, that was gotcha. <laughs> um, the conversation I wanted to have was about the Nets, though. Um, and like, I don't want to overreact, but you know, they did get smacked by the Warriors, so that that kind of just they had been running smooth. You know, they were they were locked in, they were in goal mode. They've got Harden being the point guard. His numbers are way down scoring his assists. I believe he's leading the NBA in assists. He's being that facilitator. And I think he would have been that with Kyrie there, but a loss like this makes you, you know, even though they were missing Joe Harris for the game, makes you turn over your shoulder and like, yo, what's up with Kyrie, bro? Are we going to see Kyrie this year? I know we're only a month in, but a, a loss like this, I, I mean, I know that they just need Kyrie for the playoffs, but a loss like this reminds you, yo, Kyrie, what's up? You know? That's exactly what I was thinking when I was watching that game, that the Nets are obviously missing some power to their to their punch. They don't pack the same punch without Kyrie. I think that's pretty obvious. Kyrie's a top-flight player in this game when he's actually lacing them up right. um, and not on the sideline, which he's another guy that just he can't stay on the basketball court for whatever reason. And right now it's the, the vaccine. You know, he's entitled to his own opinions. I would hope that at some point he would just be like, you know what, I'm going to do it so I can help my team get a ring. But to some guys, they their principle means more. So um, this, I don't know, this, man. I I thought if, if Kyrie was going to come back, it would have already happened. Yeah. It's early, Roland. But so just I'll ask you and Justin both, based off what you just said, is there a better chance of Kyrie coming back or retiring? Percentages. Give me percentages. I'd say coming back because he could still come back. Give me a percentage to a team that isn't uh, under COVID protocols as strict as the Nets are. So you yeah, think they would yeah. deal him before yeah. he retired? Yeah. Yeah. Because exactly. you, you, I mean, obviously, there's there's capital gain from dealing him, and I think the Nets would seek that. It's just a bad situation because KD only goes to the Nets because Kyrie says. Let's go meet up over there. Yeah. So, hey, um, messed up. Is there a greater than 10% chance in y'all's mind that he retires? Yes. There's a greater than 10% chance. I want to say that his retiring, his retirement chances are right at about like 20. I'll say like it's it's 80. I'd go higher. I think it's a 60 40 situation. 40% he could retire. That's where I'm at. That's what I've been calling. 
I've been saying he'll retire for the cause. Eighty percent he'll he'll play at some point, either because Justin is going to be correct and that he gets deal to a place that has lesser restrictions, and or Simmons. Uh, yeah, or the NBA maybe they they loosen up their their protocols once the the fear around COVID or you know we get COVID more under wraps um, as a country and as a whole. Maybe things get loosened up a little bit. And Kyrie's still a little young ish. So I don't think that they loosen it up closer to the playoffs, though. I don't think no, no, I for this year, I I, like I just I think if he would have come back this year, I think it's a higher percentage rolling. And the reason why is because I believe in Kyrie's mind, he believes he's some sort of martyr for his cause. And he's a hero <laughs> for standing up to the NBA. Yeah, I think that he's he's really at that point, and that's why I think it's a forty percent chance he's he could his, retire and walk away. On, now that Ron's out of here, we can talk about it. But he's on his Kaepernick shit right now, bro. Yeah, in his mind, in his mind. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, not he, saying they equate on whatever he, they're fighting for, but in his mind, he's on his Kaepernick. Shit. He's on his Dr. King. He thinks at least that yeah. he's at that level. I mean, I, honestly, I would be a lot more. And I love Kyrie as a fan. I have issues. That's much. We've talked about that a couple times on this podcast. But just after hearing his interviews the past year and a half, ever since a lot of this has happened, since he's really gone over to Brooklyn, I'll say, he's just really turned me off. And I don't really want to get into the specifics. But Ever since he was sage in the court? Yeah, he's just turned me off. He, he just strikes me as a guy that thinks that he's smarter than everybody else. And maybe he's a smart guy, but – he, I heard somebody say the other day, he sounds like a freshman, uh, a freshman in his philosophy class when he talks sometimes. He just talks in circles. And I logged on for his live because I'm a fan of his, uh, that Instagram live where he was going to break it all down. And he talked in circles for like 30 minutes and I logged off um, after a little bit. So, yeah, so he just turned me off a little bit. I hope he comes back because he's a good player, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't think we'll see him this year, at least with the Nets, unless it's the playoffs. They, so there's, there's no way they don't deal him before what, he what doesn't I want to say is like, If you're KD, are you pissed off at him at this point? Hell yeah. Nah. Hell yeah. That's your boy. No. You're not mad. KD. You have to be. Nah, KD. You know KD too, though, bro. KD is kind of – Okay, yeah, no, he's not, cool as a cucumber. He's not. He's yeah, not. He's kind of on that same wave. Just maybe that he's just down for the vaccine. But he's like, hey, do your thing, cuz me, me and the beard, we're gonna hold it down as long as we can. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we might have to deal you for Ben Simmons in January. Ever since KD and um, Kyrie joined, it was this whole thing: KD versus Braun. We're gonna get that at some point for the championship, and it's starting to look like we may never get that. Just the way we never got LeBron and Kobe. Nike putting out those commercials with uh, Cousin Chris or whatever. Do you don't remember that? Back in the day, we were hoping to see yeah. Kobe and LeBron. Now it's LeBron KD, and we may never see it in the We've finals. We've seen it. The Warriors. I'm saying, I'm saying since the join of the Nets. I, I, I prefaced that comment by saying that. Okay. Touchdown, Pat. Is that it for the NBA? Do you guys want to talk about anything else? That's NBA? a wrap for NBA. It's a wrap for NFL. Um, guys, I don't know if we'll be here on Sunday. What? Uh, Ron Ron is having a a bachelor party Saturday no, night. We will be here. Ben's gonna be out of town. He'll be down and in the valley. And I'll be here. I'm gonna be <laughs> out of town, and I'm taking my motherfucking mic with me, and I'll be here Sunday at ten to give my fucking start of the week in fantasy football. That's been scoring a touchdown a week, baby. Touchdown a week. And Ron, Sunday's will also. Will you be here Sunday? 
Yeah, I think I'll be able to make it. Yeah. Hey, let, at least for 30 minutes. Sunday's also my brother Leo's birthday, so we're going to brunch right after the podcast. I planned on being on from 10 to 11. His brunch starts at 11 and then getting into some football down there in the Valley. So let's get on, answer some questions. The fantasy football advice on Sunday mornings is crucial. doesn't have to be an hour long, but we got to get on for a bit. You heard it here. We'll be here Sunday. I don't know if Ron will be because he is the uh, Bachelor yeah, Ron, of Honor that night. Ron so might not be here, yeah. yeah. You can see us Sunday, and then again Thursday. We probably won't be recording. It will be Thanksgiving. We'll probably oh, yeah. take a bye week uh, for Thanksgiving. So we'll see you Sunday, fellas. All right. It's a wrap for Bye. us. Peace. Peace. I'm supposed to be a franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. I mean, listen, we're talking about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about yes. Not a game, not a game. Not a game. Slap that place you scored 30. What are we even talking about, man? We talking about sports here.